Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The 485th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head on over to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And finally, we're brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge, sponsored by EdgeBoost. Free to enter and $20,000 in EdgeBoost deposit bonuses are up for grabs. Enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL playoff. Howdy ho, Degenerinos. This is on coming back on again. It's here. No, no, no. It's, it's gone. No. Gumby yeah, did it right. I, I remember this time. <laughs> Episode 485. I'm going to dedicate it to you, Gumby. It's gonna, we're going to dedicate it to someone else, but Gumby didn't screw up. So Gumby gets props this episode. Um, thank you for coming to the show. UFC is back. I was going to say we're back, but we never left. We've been in your ears. Um, same schedule. UFC may take breaks, but we don't. Uh, we're going to finish off our UFC fight night and collab versus Walker 2 uh, breakdown, a.k.a. UFC Vegas 84. Um, with the main card, we did the prelims yesterday. Um, that was a fun episode. And we're back. It's going to be another fun one today because I have Gumby Vreeland, a.k.a. Danny V, riding shotgun. Hello, Danny V. Hey, what's up? Uh, you didn't give me hey, anything to play off of. So I gave you nothing. Say, well, hey, me, say, I hey, do all me. the work here. Come on. Uh, thoughts on the – actually, okay. Um, we only got five fights breakdown. You want to talk about any of the fights that have been announced since we recorded last? No, there's no, no. There's, okay, there's no, there's no good ones. <laughs> there's been. Tons do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Brian Battle fighting who I thought was Treshawn Gore again? Um, it, that's not Treshawn Gore. No, that's, I thought it that's, was. Too. No, that's Ansh Lusa. Like I, I looked at that, that picture and I was like, I was like, I, that's racist, what I right? said. I didn't want to feel bad about it, but like <laughs> then I showed it to my wife to make sure I'm like, well, at least if we're gonna be bad we're gonna like both be bad but like yeah, no well Ange Lusa looks quite a bit like Treshawn Gore and they already have bad blood so I already associate a Brian Battle with with Treshawn yeah, Gore all yeah, the yeah. time and so then yeah. when that picture came up I was like ah they're making him fight again and then it like there was like a little Swiss flag at the bottom and I was like oh that's Ange Lusa. he moved <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you oh, were confused good. by that too that makes me no, feel it was better. too I just assumed it was so no. we're either it either they either look like or we're both racist so hopefully it's it's the former but yeah, um, I hope it's the former. So you're not interested about any of the other fights that were announced. You don't want to talk. About I mean, five. like, 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 which ones? Them. Like, you you want to want talk I about uh, Robellus Despange getting exactly who I expected they would give him? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You predicted that one, didn't you? Verbatim, perfect. <laughs> Robellus Despange is the 
gentleman who knocks everyone out in a couple seconds and he's a heavyweight and who who are they giving him for his ufc debut? jared vandera yeah they jared, jared vandera that's perfect yeah i forgot he was even in the ufc still we mentioned him yesterday and I'm like yeah he's still around i guess there's a reason they keep these guys around so yeah newcomers uh, can... when you when you can't keep chase sherman around you got to keep somebody around yeah it's true <laughs> it is true um thoughts on the main card we're going to be breaking down today since you don't want to talk about any of the uh big fights that have been announced a lot of fun fights. Like, I, I mean, like the top two fights feel like they have title implications in them already. I mean, one guy fought for a title and didn't lose. Uh, and then like, you know, Manel Cape is, is since he's decided that he actually fights has looked like maybe the best flyweight in the world. Um, yeah. Because like those first two fights were like weird and fluky. And since then he's looked good. So uh, yeah, I mean like when you're three fights down and you're talking about Mario Batista and Ricky Simone, like that's pretty damn good. And this is a, uh apex card too yeah the, the knock is they, they don't ever put they don't ever stack those so you, you get a middleweight or light heavyweight fight in the main event which we have but they actually have a, a solid a good one undercard yeah, for a change so um, it's also a good like heavyweight one it's not like they're giving us like another anthony smith fight yeah 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 it's a fight that actually should be rematched after the last uh yeah. the last fight so it makes sense that they're running it back again um we could have been even stronger though. We did lose some fights. Um, seeing which ones we actually totally lost. We lost Yana Santos, Norma Dumont, which you know, it's Bantamweight, so it's uh, it's a it. It's that's a title top, implications. <laughs> top of the division fight, right? That's title implications. Exactly, that's true. Uh, Catlin Vieira, Macy Shishan, same thing, <laughs> Bantamweight. So uh, that one got scrapped too. So uh, obviously, um, I'm joking, but those fights. Are, wouldn't be horrible they, they they would have fit just fine on this card so yeah it could have been stronger but uh they did find opponents for some of the fights that have fallen through we had a couple short notice ones on the on the last episode so of course you have to uh have to fade those if you're uh jeff chalks fox because of his stats so uh if there's any other stats people want me to track this year let me know preferably in the discord sports gambling slash discord let me know before actually we, we get rolling and then uh i can track different stats if if you want to hear different stats this year on the on the podcast so um odds on the fights here you, you think they're decent yeah they're they're right about where i thought they would be and in fact two of them are way better than i thought they would be mm. excellent so so we have some good good picks coming up okay very very good to know um let's jump into it first middleweight fight phil haas versus bruno for Fahea. And that, like I said, it's the middleweight fight. Um, three five-minute rounds, and it's opening up the main card. Well, the main card is, what, 7 o'clock, right? 7 Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Um, and we're going to start off with Haas and Fahea. Uh, Haas, no hype, Phil Haas. Don't worry. You're not getting any hype from us, right? Probably not, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm taking that as an order, no hype. Don't give him any hype. Uh, he's 12-5, and five, Mr. Haas. Eight knockouts, two submissions. Four. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. So he owes his rounds. Uh, four and three in the UFC. He's lost two straight and only won one of his last four. All of his losses have come via knockout. Actually, even the win in, in amongst those four was a, a knockout win. Uh, one and one in the Contender Series. One and one on World Series of Fighting. 2014 Pro MMA debut. One and as a pro kickboxer. Wrestling champion in college. All-American, I believe. They are called uh, two inches of height on Fahea. Five inches reach, better striking stats, better grappling stats. And he's got a positive strike differential, plus 1.85, plus 110 is the number on Haas. Fahea, the Hulk, Urgh, 10 and 1. Seven knockouts, three submissions, one and one in the UFC. Lost his last fight via TKO. 
one and oh on Katona series, was a regional champion, three years younger than Phil Haas, more active landing strikes, has a positive strike differential plus 0.57 minus 120. I usually kick off the main card. Give me Cesar Fajaya over um, Phil Haas. Uh, like I said, no hype for Phil Haas, not a fan, and he gets himself knocked out uh, nonstop recently. So going up against a guy who, who can crack, give me Fajaya. Yeah, how, how can you how can you back Phil Hawes coming off of like three recent knockouts in his last four fights against a dude who just hits so freaking hard, right? Like that's what Bruno Fajeda does. Like whether you like Bruno Fajeda as a prospect or not kind of doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, I'm a little bit lower on him because that's kind of all he does. But like he's up against a guy who's had his button touched a few times. And, and it's not just even that too, right? Like his last three fights, yeah, knockout losses. But it goes all the way back to his first time on the contender series when he got knocked up by Julian Marquez. Um, you know, he, he took a head kick and, and went out pretty brutally in that fight too. So like this is a guy who's taken a lot of damage over his career up against a guy who dishes out a lot of damage. Yeah, of course I want the hate here. And I believe I mistakenly said Caesar Fea at one point. It is, of course, Bruno. Bruno Fajera. Just yeah. call him Hulk. Mid- middle, another another middleweight. Yeah, that's Mutanche, yeah. though. Uh, that's right. So it's mutant versus a Hulk if they fight each other. The if, Hulk if is mutants. The Hulk is I, a mutant. Uh, although I think Fajeda fights up at like light heavyweight or heavyweight now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Let, let me tell you about a couple of our lovely sponsors, and then we'll uh, move on with the rest of the picks. What am I starting with today, Gumby? I'm starting with DraftKings, of course. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that that'll make that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Gumby, do you have a line other than Cowboys? Cowboys, pick the Cowboys, or is no, it still? I like I like the Cleveland Browns this weekend in oh, okay. uh, in football as well. Yeah, that I know everybody's big on the Browns and it's it's distorting things a little bit, but yeah, I like the Browns. Those words are never said in the uh, about Cleveland Browns in the playoffs, but Gumby's saying them. He's big on the Browns. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet just five bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467 467- Three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Just call me void. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. And game time. Take some of those winnings you're going to get from DraftKings. Buy some tickets from game time. It, game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. And it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Perfect for the playoffs. Download the game time app, create an account and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. 
It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right. We're going to Bantamweights now. A fun one, right, Gumby? Yes, I you love mentioned this off the top. Yeah, I love this off fight. Top. Tough one to pick for you? Nope. Oh, okay. Not at all. Good. You Not get to all. pick first, so we'll, we'll see if I end up. You're gonna find anything. you're gonna find my confidence very alarming, wow. probably. Oh, okay. Because because I I have flipped on this fight. Um, we'll see if I flip again. Bantamweights, Ricky Simone versus Mario Batista. Of course, is what we were talking about. We'll tell you about Batista first. He's thirteen and two, three knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Seven and two in the UFC. He's won five straight fights. He's not lost since March of twenty twenty one. Used to fight at featherweight, three inches taller than Simone. Or Simon, uh, more actively. It's Simone. Strikes, it's Simone. Eh, Simone or Simon. Simon Simone. Ricky Simone. You're right. Uh, Batista has got a positive strike differential, one point one two strikes per minute, and he's at plus one fifty five on the board. Simone twenty and four, six knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, eight and three in the UFC, five and one over his last six. He lost his last fight via TKO. Used to fight at one forty five and one fifty five. Was the LFA champion. One low on contender series, 2014 pro on May debut. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.22 strikes per minute. Better grappling stats than Bautista, minus 160. All right, Gumby. You're yeah, so the, confident. Go ahead. Ricky Simone. All day. Ricky okay, Simone. good. That, that's where uh, I ended up too. So good. Yeah, and like, look, I like Mario Bautista. I love Mario Bautista's offensive wrestling. I think it's exceptional. Uh, I think he's probably one of the more underrated bantamweights. But going into that last fight with DeMond Blackshear, I told you guys, like, I picked him on Blackshear in that fight despite him taking that fight on, like, 13 minutes notice. Um, and, and, like, the reason I took him was I told you guys, Mario Batista's offensive wrestling is exceptional. His defensive wrestling is not good. Uh, and we saw that. You know, DeMond Blackshear didn't even get to do a training camp. He was coming off of a weight cut, had to do another one right away, and, like, still managed to get Mario Batista down a couple of times. And a lot of people think he won that fight. Um, and... and you know, I, I'm not here to knock Mario Batista defensively wrestling, but he's also here fighting Ricky Simone. Ricky Simone is a guy who put wrestling chops up against Marab Dvalishvili and did well. You know, like, look at how good Song Yudong looked in his last fight against Chris Gutierrez in the wrestling with his trips and all that kind of stuff. Ricky Simone out grappled Song Yudong anytime they grappled. He got two takedowns to Song Yudong zero. You know, like, we are talking about a guy who is maybe one of the better wrestlers in the division up against a guy who I have questions about his takedown defense. So yeah, like all day here, I take Ricky Simone. Um, and I will also just say like Mario Batista's best part of his game, you know, with the exception of the couple of flying knees he's hit for knockouts, it's his wrestling and his offensive wrestling. And I don't think he can wrestle Ricky Simone. I think he loses that battle 10 times out of 10. Yeah. That's, that's why I flipped back to Simone. I, I was tentatively in on Batista. I think just cause he was an underdog. Um, but yeah, the wrestling obviously was, was the thing that made me change my mind for Simone. Uh, not that he isn't good in the feet, uh, as well. So yeah, Simone is the pick here. All right, let's move up, up, up. 
not way up, couple couple weight classes. Lightweight, Jim Miller versus Gabriel Benitez. We're talking about UFC 300, but Jim Miller is fighting this weekend as well. Um, and then he'll he'll be ready to go for Conor McGregor at UFC 300, right? That's what he told that's you? What, that's what he told me. <laughs> Good old A-10. All right. Um, if you, if you want to know what we're talking about, listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast last week's episode where Jim Miller was on it. Um, he mentioned Conor McGregor. He also mentioned his nickname and where it came from. He mentions lots of things. So listen to that episode. All right. Uh, Gabriel Benitez. I don't think he's been on Top Turtle. Nah. Right? Nah. His name's Mowgli. Mowgli from that Jungle Book, right? But it's I don't know if it's from that because it's spelled differently. It's spelled differently, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's not. Anyhow, that's how, that's what it sounds like. Uh, he's 23 and 10. Nine knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted twice. Seven and six in the UFC. He's only won one of his last three. He did win his last fight, though, via TKO. It was back in August of 2022. Used to fight at featherweight. Has missed weight in the past. 2007 was his pro MMA debut. Uh, five years younger than Miller. Better striking stats, more active landing strikes. And he's got positive strike differential, 0.74 strikes per minute, plus 115. Miller, A10. If you want to know what that means, top turtle. Uh, he's 36 and 17 with one no contest. Seven knockouts, 19 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted three times. Twenty, uh, so that's he, he's very durable to say the least. Twenty-five, sixteen, with one no contest in the UFC. Uh, so this would be fight seventeen, forty-three, fight forty-three in the UFC. Um, four and one over his last five. He did win his last fight via knockout. All four of his past wins, past four wins, have come via finish. He's not lost uh, since. Um, oh, sorry, his last decision win was back in 2016. So something to keep in mind. If you, if you want to pick Miller and you want to make the line even better, keep that in mind. Uh, inside the distance might be the way to go. Uh, used to fight at welterweight and used to fight at featherweight. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgamingpockets.com slash store. Use the code playoffs. You get 15% off and you get, you help out Gumby and myself win this contest run. Uh, 2005 is a pro MMA debut. Uh, Andre Olowski says, hold my beer to that. Uh, Miller's got a negative strike differential of 0.22 strikes per minute, so barely. He's at minus 115. Obviously, I'm taking A10 Jim Miller here. Uh, they're matching up with another old guy, um, but Miller's still really, really good. So give me Jim Miller and his old man power. Yeah, and I think that's the difference maker in this one, right? Like, if you go back and you look at Gabriel Benitez's recent record, that dude's been flatlined, like, three out of his last four losses, um, he's taking big KOs and we've noticed Jim Miller's power is exceptional lately, right? Like he knocked out Nicholas Moda, uh, who we talked about on yesterday's show. Like he, he's got big hands now and he's not afraid to use them. In addition to that, I think he could out grapple Gabriel Benitez. He opened this fight as an underdog and man, is the public hammering Jim Miller? Cause not only is he no longer an underdog, you know, like he's starting to creep up that favorite. You said negative 115. Wouldn't surprise me to this get, get up to negative 125, negative 130 by fight time. People seem to be all in on Jim Miller here. I I, I think it's a slam dunk. I, I think he's the type of guy who is trouble for Gabriel Benitez and always have been trouble for Gabriel Benitez. Um, real winnable fight for Jim Miller. Love the odds. Is it the Lyme disease that made him gave him his special powers, Gumby, you think? Yeah, I mean, he is fought back from that in an incredible fashion, right? Because his first win with Lyme disease was UFC 200. And since then, is. Yep. Yeah, you know, his record has looked nice since then. So, uh, yeah, props to him. Out. Yeah, yep. look at, looking forward to to what comes next for him, especially if he scores a, a nice KO here. 
Miller inside the distance plus 130. That's a that's a good number. Miller by knockout plus 300. An even better number. Just let I throw that out three, there. Not... It's up to 300, huh? Yeah. Oh, gum. Oh, maybe I'm stealing some of Gumby's th- thunder here. I should I should maybe shut you are. my mouth. You definitely are. All right. All right. I, I'm going to tell you about sponsors anyhow. Let's do that. Let's do that early, shall we? Since we're zipping through the fights so far. I'm dying to tell you about Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting p- platform that's US-based and legal in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes and tons of fun social features. They give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers lower VIG and fully customizable odds. Create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things, so you never have to chase anyone down for dollars. Social features are group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. And the rewards, you can get your cash back every single time you bet against your friends and other users. Head to cut.com. It's K-U-T-T.com. And use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA. They've got it all over there. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. I told you not to take Gumby's Cade Cunningham pick the other night. You got hurt. It, they refunded. They, they <laughs> you know, re- respect. They, uh, they voided that one. Uh, he, he only played. Because they're, uh, they're a good company. And, that's why. Yeah, he played 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. Gumby, do you, do you have a, a play or are you going to make another player get injured if you mention their name? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, MMA again because, you know, tis the season for underdog fantasy on MMA. They're back at it. And I like uh, Fareed Basharat, who we mentioned on last uh, or yesterday's show. Uh, his higher than on his takedowns is currently listed at two and a half. I'd get in on that. I think he's going to land three takedowns against Lopolis. He hasn't been a big finisher, and that fight is going to be spamming some wrestling. So give me Fareed Basharat's higher than on his takedowns. Ferociously spamming some wrestling. Yeah, there you go. Ferocious Fareed. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, well, he is ferocious. It's a fitting nickname. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on our Underdogs mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, Gumby, what are we moving on to? Co-main event time? Yes. Yeah, baby. Why wait? Matias Nikolaou versus Manel Cape. Very good fight. Um, all right, Nikolaou, obviously his nickname is Pleasure. Matias Nikolaou, <laughs> there's a call, call back to yesterday's episode. Uh, no, he has no nickname. Uh, his nickname is Mr. I can't remember who he's. Who's he dating again? Um, one of the Pollyannas or he's with the UFC female UFC fighter. Who's is he with Pauly- Pollyanna Viana? No, maybe. <laughs> um, who's his, well, this is just with... great radio. Luan, <laughs> Luana Pinheiro. Luana okay. Pinheiro. It's not okay. a Pollyanna. It's a Luana. All right. Anyhow, um, she'll probably be in his corner, but that's neither here nor there. Let's tell you about Matias Nikola. 19, three and one, five knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out three times. So he's been knocked out in all of his losses by my math. Seven and two in the UFC over two stints. So silly that they got rid of him at one point. Or no, wait, that might have been a contract thing, right? He yeah, left. I, I think it was also when they were trimming the flyweight. Yes, yes. Silly, silly UFC. Uh, he's six and one over his last seven, but he did lose his last fight via knockout. Gumby, who knocked him out? Uh, Brandon Roval. There you go. No shame there. Uh, he did beat Manel Cape back in 2021, but if you look at MMADecisions.com, did he beat him? I don't know. Uh, he used to fight at Bantamweight 2-1 in the Ultimate Fighter. 2010 Pro MMA debut. It's got an inch of height on Cape. 
better grappling stats, and he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.52 strikes per minute, plus 230. No, no respect at the box for him. Manel Cape, star boy, 19 and 6, 11 knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted twice, four and two in the UFC. He's won four straight fights after dropping his first two UFC fights. He's not lost since March of 2021. He has missed weight in the past. Something to keep in mind because he did used to fight up at Bantamweight. He was actually a champion up there because he's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Remember, playoffs is your discount code, 15% off. Uh, used to fight towards your band weight. 2012, he's been fighting since. Two inches of reach on Nicolau. More active landing strikes. Plus 0.61 uh, strike differential. So he barely outstrikes his opponents, but a bit better than Nicolau. Minus 270. Uh, I'm going with Cape here. Uh, I, I recognize that that first fight was close. Um, and a lot of people scored it for Cape, but like, it's not even just that that fight was close. It's that this is not the same guy he's fighting anymore. He's not fighting the same Manel Cape anymore. He came to the UFC expecting to be like the best dude in the world and just didn't fight for it. I mean, like he opened his UFC career fighting Pantoja, which first of all, insane first fight. And in that fight, I think if he pressed, he beats Pantoja. Honest truth. Like, in that fight, he looked good enough to beat Pantoja in many moments and then just never moved forward enough to actually do it. He repeated that against Nikolaou. Like, a lot of people think he won that fight, but, like, if he put his foot on the gas, there would have been no doubt that he won that fight. And since then, I don't know if he started seeing a mental coach. I don't know if he trained as actual coaching. I don't know if it just dawned on him that it's time to freaking go for it. But since he's done that, He's been one damn near one of the best flyweights in the world. Uh, he's explosive. His takedown defense is great. When he mixes it in his own wrestling, it's good. His hands are electric. He throws flying. He's like, dude, I, I just think legitimately him versus Pantoja is maybe the best fight you could make right now in the flyweight division. And Nikolaou just got knocked senseless with a flying knee, which by the way, Manel Cape loves to throw flying knees. Like that's his thing. So like, I, I think he's got so many weapons here. I think Nikolau was probably never as good as him and just saw him on in this like weird low IQ version of himself that appeared for two fights. But yeah, I think Cape with his new aggression and his new, you know, ways to work the body and stuff like that. Like, I, I just think he's going to devastate Nikolau. Yeah, this is a really good fight. I agree with everything you say there. This is the different Manel Cape. Um, this is the one that, um, we were promised when he came into the UFC. He's, he's uh, took him a couple fights to, you know, to figure things out. But yeah, he's now that he's got things um, in high gear. I, I wouldn't want, wouldn't want to fight him. I wouldn't want to fight him anyhow. But everybody else in the fly- flyweight division should not want to fight him at this point because he's uh, looking dangerous. This is a really good fight, though. So um, do you th- it's hard to say. Do you think this is title implications? So I, I think I, right? I think I said when we did our State of the Union, which by the way, you guys can go back and listen to our State of the Union of all the different divisions. Um, I, I said it comes down to how he looks in this fight against Nicolau and how Amir Albazi and Brandon Moreno shakes out. Um, I, I think between those four fighters, whoever looks the best gets Pantoja next. So certainly if he started the the year with like knocking Nicolau senseless in 30 seconds. I mean, that got Roy Vall a, a contender fight, you know, like a, a championship fight. Mm-hmm. No reason to think yeah. it wouldn't get Cape one. Yep. Good points. Good points. That's why I have you on this show. Uh, all right. Main event time. Light heavyweights. Three five-minute rounds. Five five-minute rounds. Uh, Megamed, Ankalai versus Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Uh, Walker, 21 and seven with one no contest. 
16 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. Seven and four with one no contest in the UFC. Three zero oh, and one. Uh, three, sorry, three and zero oh, with one no contest over his last four. That no contest, of course, is the last fight where uh, Megamed Ankalaev um, threw a knee when he shouldn't have thrown a knee and got himself disqualified. Uh, one no on the contender series for Walker. Multiple championships on his mantle. Greg, get the shirt sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store playoffs is your discount code. Used to fight a heavyweight 2013 pro MMA debut. Three inches height, seven inches of reach for Walker. More active landing strikes than Ankalav. He's outstruck his UC opponents by 1.23 strikes per minute, plus 410. Ankalav, 17 1 and 1 with one no contest, nine knockouts. He's been submitted once, a lot of ones. 9 1 1 is his record with one no contest in the UFC. 0-1 with one no contest over his last two. Of course, no contest last fight. Multiple major championships on his mantle. Crack at the shirt, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to that link and, and go to the MMA Gambling Podcast gear and you'll figure it out. And then you can get the shirt and type in playoffs and you get 15% off and Gumby and I will uh, be praised by our bosses. Uh, 2014 Pro MMA debut for Ankalaev. He also has a Sambo championship, at least one of them on his mantle uh plus 1.36 is the strike differential and the positive there obviously that's why i said plus minus 450 all right i took walker the first time gumby i'm taking walker again and finds a way to fumble the bag as the kids say and just like last fight fumbled the bag so give me johnny walker i had a much bigger number i uh i took ankle live the first time i think you'll remember oh really okay yeah i did um shocking right because you know how much i love johnny walker I flip up. I'm going Johnny Walker here too. Um, and, and the reason is, is like, I know the narrative on that first fight was like, man, ankle live was in control, right? Like this is a guy who, who's, who's figured it out. And like, was he in control? He actually was losing the striking exchanges. Like if you watch the first two and a half minutes of that, Johnny Walker's landing his jab. Johnny Walker's landing the better punches. Johnny Walker's controlling the range because it turns out Magna ankle live actually sucks at finding range. Like, go back and look at his – watch his Jan Blachowicz fight. He, he's got no idea where Jan Blachowicz is for at least two rounds and then starts to figure it out in, like, the late third, early fourth round. Uh, and that's when he takes over, right? He won the, the fourth and won a 10-8 a fifth, winds up with a draw there. I think uh, that that's, like, a great indicator of how this fight is, especially because we were talking about Johnny Walker being a smarter fighter now. Like, he he's more like Jan Blachowicz than he was before. Uh, he, he's longer than Jan Blankovic. And like, I don't think that first fight looks as bad for Johnny Walker. If you take that one shot to the solar plexus that kind of doubled him over. And then, you know, Ankalaev rushes in and he throws a flying knee winds up on his back. And like, he did a great job defending on his back and up against the cage. You know, like Ankalaev didn't land anything big. He kept trying to stick a rear naked choke in and Johnny Walker was just like having none of that. Like, I think that second round would have started on the feet if, you know, obviously the legal knee doesn't hit Johnny Walker in the side of the head, or if for some reason the uh, the translator realizes Johnny Walker has no idea where the UAE is. Uh, and, and like... <laughs> the desert, he said. He does yeah, know where it he's is. he's in the desert. He knew where he was. Um, but like, if they let that fight keep going, like, I, I still like Johnny Walker in that fight. He was establishing his range. He had one slip up where he got taken down. And again, it's kind of like we were talking about with Arlovsky yesterday. The odds are just like, you can't back Magomed Ankalaev, who looks like a much worse striker on the feet than Johnny Walker at, at four to one. You know, like that, that to me is a nuts lot. Like it's an insane line here. 
so yeah, I, I think the value on Johnny Walker and and particularly like Johnny Walker KO props, man, like that, dude, that they're there for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Ankle F <sighs> fight IQ. Not all there. It's not there. Like he that, only that illegal knee was so obvious, dude. That illegal yeah. knee was so obvious. Like he, he, he seems like he should have more than one loss, but he doesn't. You know, he has one loss, but it just he seems to find a way to yeah, make and, things difficult for himself. And he doesn't. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like he, he he's catapulted him to the self to the top of this division. He's probably one of the best seven or eight light heavyweights in the UFC right now. But that doesn't mean that he like looks impressive all the time and he's like devastating and like <laughs> you're like, oh I, you know, if there's a guy in the light heavyweight division I don't want to fight right now, it's a magmatic live. Like, why? Because like he's an average boxer and sometimes remembers that he can wrestle. Yeah, that's the problem right there. Like he should just wrestle Johnny Walker. Hopefully he's not listening. Uh, but yeah, he should just wrestle Johnny Walker. But I don't even know um, that his wrestling's good enough because low key, Johnny yeah, Walker, cool. since moving to straight blast gym. His takedown defense has played up. Like, it has gotten better working with John Cavanaugh. And I know people shit on John Cavanaugh and don't think he's actually a really great coach. But I think he's remade Johnny Walker into maybe a less exciting version, but definitely a better version of himself. He says he's going to fight like a robot. So he's going to be... He's going to be... I think that just means... Johnny Walker, I guess. I think that means just when he comes out to the cage, he's going to do the robot. And then that's Oh, it. that would probably... Yeah, that, that's really... And hurt it. himself? Yeah, probably. The worm's too dangerous. The worm's too dangerous, so he's moved on to the robot. There you go. <laughs> it's true. Classic. All right, let's recap our plays, and then we will give you our fancy plays. Let me get let me get the window open here. All right. Both have Walker. Both have Cape. Both have Miller. Both have Simon. Both have Ferreira. Hey, it's a clean sweep, Gumby. One, one fight on the whole 12-fight card. Yep. Yep. All right. We're going to give your fancy plays after I tell you about Hall of Fame bets. You can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. And training parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users. Researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. We do a thing. This is really unique to our show. Locks, dogs, <laughs> props, parlays, right? Uh, you may, Maybe you haven't heard of it, but we give her a lock pick. We give her a dog pick. We give her a, a parlay and a prop pick. Unique, right? We're one of a kind here. <laughs> one of a kind. All right. Well, we'll let you kick off the new year, Gumby. You can go first. All right. Keep so for my for my lock of the week, uh, I'm gonna go uh kind of a bigger one because you know, I want to start the year off right. Marcus McGee, negative 250. Uh, I think he's a slam dunk in the prelims. Uh I, I don't think there's any way he loses this fight. Oh, now you said it. Um, all right, let me go with a Ricky Simone, a minus one sixty pick. How's that sound? Yeah, that would that was my other one. Uh, I was going to say. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, you, gonna... you know, and I, I do really love Ricky Simone. Uh, and, and, you know, I was like, 
I was trying to decide whether or not I like Ricky Simone better or I like his odds better than I like Marcus McGee's. Yeah. Um, and, and bottom line is I think I just like the odds better. I'd like Marcus McGee to actually win the fight a little bit more. Um, my turn okay. for underdog. Doggy dog. Oh God. Um, I only picked three on the whole fight card. So yeah, this is and, and they're big... and they're all big ones. We picked two three of, big ones. Two, two of them are big ones. One of them is a size. Screw it. I'm gonna go. Five is pretty big, I'm, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. My guy back here, Andre Arlovsky. Uh, oh, his boyfriend. Yeah, five five twenty five. I mean, like just the value <laughs> on this one, and plus if I hit a. Uh, I'll be ahead on my dogs for pretty much the rest of the year. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you definitely will. Uh, I'll be a coward and I'll take Felipe Bunez at plus only at plus two hundred five um, against fearless Joshua Van. If you want to hear why, listen to yesterday's show. Yeah, All right, I really, got a prop play. You like? That I one almost, too? I almost went with that one too. Uh, we're yeah. we're on the we're definitely on the same page on this card. Uh, prop easy one. Jim Miller, give me Jim Miller knockout. Yep. Jim Miller knockout plus yep. 300. Get out of town. Come yep. on. He's knocking that dude out a hundred percent plus 300. Maybe one of the easier lines I've seen out there. I got a knockout prop too. Not quite as good as yours or as high as yours, but I, I like the Hulk for, for Hera to knock out Phil Haas plus 125. We told you at the top of the show why we like that one. Do you want to hear the best thing? Yes. We're going to get to my hungry man, John Parlay. Do you want to explain what it is? Hungry man, John super fan parlay. It's a two fight parlay. And when it hits, because it hits on occasion. You're going to get at least 10 times your money. Sometimes Gumby goes crazy and gives you like 20 times your money, but we'll see what he has cooked up this week. Yeah. So my first part of that was uh Bruno Fajeda by cut knockout. Um, yeah. Like I, I had it outlined already. I have it saved in my, my phone. Yeah. Bruno Fajeda by knockout uh, plus one twenty five. I think it's a great parlay builder, obviously because I'm going 10 to one on these, I'm going to have to dig for a little bit better odds after yeah. having Bruno Fajeda in there. Johnny Walker's money line, dude. Uh, Johnny Walker's ah, yes. money line plus four ten. Uh, put those two together, you're gonna get ten forty eight on the return. Uh, and I, you know, hey, I like the KO option on Johnny Walker too. But when you're just looking for ten to one, as we all are, we're all just looking for ten to yeah. one in the world. That's, uh, all, that's all we want. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I, I think that makes a lot of sense here. Uh, so just go Johnny Walker money line, uh, Bruno Fajeda KO. We're not greedy. All right. McGee and Simone are the locks. Arlovsky, Bunez are the dogs. Miller knockout, Fahea knockout are the props. And Fahea knockout, I parlay that up with Johnny Walker's money line. You get plus 1048. Boom. We are out of here. Um, thank you for coming to the show. We're going to be back on Sunday to recap and count our money as we like to do. In the meantime, catch us in Discord, especially during the fight, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Where else can you catch us? Catch us on Twitter, SGP and MMA. Uh, Gumby's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox, writer on there and on Instagram. Uh, you can catch Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast. Should be in your feeds now. I am trying to think. Yo, you have two. You have Bunes and Van. Are are, are the... Uh, yes, I haven't listened yet, and I remembered. Uh, jo- Joshua Van, Felipe Bunes are his guests this week. Uh Go to moneymma.substack.com. Get in my free pick'em contest. Uh, obviously, we told you the merch store. Playoffs is the code. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon as well. All right. Let's get out of here, Gumby. All right. I'm David Gumby Reland. He's A10 Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Sunday.